Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Apostolic Children's Ministry Podcast. Today, we have three already guests, but they are back. It's been a while for some of them. So we have Bree Hinckley. Aloha. We have Sarah Torado. Hi. And we have Liz Machuca. Hola. And we are going to have a fun podcast today. Um, and uh, we're in a little bit different environment. Normally, we either do this at my house or we'll do it in a little bit more climate, not climate controlled, but noise controlled mm-hmm. surroundings. But we are in a classroom at the church because there's really nowhere else tonight. And uh, so you're going to maybe hear some weird humming. You might even hear people coming through. Whatever. We're just going to run with it. Um, Because as you know, this is raw and unedited. And uh, if we cut out every little thing, we'd never want to record. So we want to avoid that. So I think we should start, Liz. You were telling us something really exciting before we started the podcast about listening to last week's podcast and getting a little uh, inspired slash convicted, I guess. Uh, Those are correct terms. Well, walk us through that and and just tell us what happened because it actually ended up with with some really cool results. Yeah, so um, today I was listening to, well, catching catching up on the past podcasts. So I had just listened to the one that you and Brother Lee were doing last week. Um... I happen to be playing Animal Crossing at the moment. And so I had been playing on my island for about an hour, fake fishing, fake chopping trees, and you know, all the fun things. Um, And right as I was playing, uh, I heard Brother Philip saying, uh, explaining the last service that we had just listened to about um, the way that we entertain ourselves and how we can be wasting time. And it could be- First of all, I wanted to clarify that I was, I was, Feeling the conviction. That's why I was expressing this on the podcast because Brother Howard had just yes. preached a message on the the obsession with entertainment. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sorry. So I, I'm making it clear that I was not calling anybody but myself out when I was saying all that. Yeah, but the Lord had other plans, <laughs> and I was called out. <laughs> and He had mentioned about how we could even be wasting time playing games. And I was like, oh, well, here I am an hour into chopping fake trees down. So um, he went on to talk about um, different plans that he had made, different goals that he had made that he had never really lifted a finger to, that he hadn't really ever started on. And it really... I'm feeling convicted all over again. Thank you. <laughs> Have you not started yet? I, I, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. I, I have made progress on some things. Let's put it that way. The curriculum, no. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> so... I felt, um, I just started to think about the different goals that I had set that I had never started out on. And one of the things that we had talked about in a Sunday school meeting way back when Bree was just like interested in becoming a bus member, uh, we had talked about how we go on outreach, we want to do it as effectively as possible, but we do live in Southern California and we have a huge population of Spanish speaking people. And we are blessed to have some people on our routes and stuff that can speak Spanish and that's amazing, but I do know that You mean bus workers, right? Yes. Yep. Sorry. Yes. Mm. There are, yeah, there are some workers and captains that do speak Spanish, but a majority of us don't. Right. And um, I know that that's been ex- an expressed interest that people do want to be able to learn how to say, hello, my name is blah, blah, blah. I'm from blah, blah, blah church um, and be able to give, you know, service times or just be able to have brief conversations because being able to come to somebody and speak in their native tongue really can break down barriers. Mm-hmm. So, um it's something that I had had on my heart years ago and never really did anything with. So today I was like, okay, that's it. I brushed my hair and I put on a jacket, like a jean jacket, uh, set up a little makeshift, um, I don't know, classroom, I guess. And I sat down, wrote some words on a whiteboard and made a video for our bus workers or anybody else that can use it. Um, A couple of phrases to start off. So it's about a 15 minute video. Just, hello, my name is Elizabeth. Um, Oh my word, what did I put? Hello, my name is Elizabeth. Um, We could always just watch the video. Yeah, we could always (laughs) just watch the video. I'll link the video. Um, Hey, uh, well, I'll post it in the podcast notes if you send it to me. Okay. Uh, If you can send me the link. Yes. So I wanted to start off with small phrases um, because it can be really daunting to have to learn a whole conversation 
in one video like that can be really daunting and people have different things that they want to learn different phrases they want to learn so i started off with a very basic introduction hello my name is blah 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 i'm from blah 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 church the church is in whatever city and whatever cross streets and i kind of left it blank so that if any other churches or anybody else ever wanted to use it they're more than welcome to that is so cool i love what you said there there's so many so many things we could cover after that but the number one thing is too many times we let perfect get in the way of doing something that's good. Where I heard that in my head because I told myself, oh, I just recorded it once. I should do it multiple times and get better and do better and then send it to Philip. And then I, I hear those exact words echoed in my head. And I well, thought, okay. I'm, I'm glad because it. I'm telling you, it has messed me up so many times where I feel like that's why we do this podcast raw and unedited because I, I, I know how I am. If I go down the rabbit hole of editing, I'll never stop. Mm-hmm. And I'll be there you know, two or three hours cutting out every um and every sound in the background. And it's silly. It's Quite frankly, it's dumb because it's a waste of time. Nobody really cares. If they're interested in the content of the podcast, they're going to listen whether yeah. there's a, a, a an um like that one uh, or not. They don't care. So I think a lot of times we kind of talk ourselves out of doing something we know we should do because it's not perfect. Yeah, definitely. And something we don't even try. You know, it's like I don't have everything I need to make this perfect. Like I don't have the right camera. I don't have the right microphone. I don't have the right background. I can't. So I'll either not do it at all or I'll order the things I need. And we're, all we're doing is pushing it down the line yeah. where, okay, I don't have to deal with it today. Mm-hmm. It's so true. I I've propped up my phone on Pringles cans. That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> and like, I, I was understand. like, I'm not even, technically I'm not even a fluent, like I don't even speak Spanish fluently. I'm not an technically not native speaking i think so i'm i don't even know everything well you there fooled is me because i thought you were <laughs> <laughs> but no. frankly you speak it incredibly well but uh I, I just i love i love that you just did something that you know you've always wanted to do and here's the thing if you do something and you don't quite like the result post it anyway mm-hmm. get it out there where people can start using it and if you want to refine it later great Mm-hmm. Do a second, a version two later. Who cares? And mm-hmm. then we can maybe replace the first one. I haven't seen it. I'm sure it's great. But I know how I am. Like if I'm recording an object lesson or something, I have to have it perfect. Mm, yeah. And so I'll do two or three takes. And then the next time I go to do it, I'm like, well, I don't have 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it didn't take 45 minutes. It really would have taken 10 if I just would have done it in one take and just been done with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I know myself. So that is so cool. And back to the Spanish thing. That is so Isn't it so exciting? You know, Brother Terry really, like, prompted me in, like, very recently, too, because he was telling me that he wants to learn. So I was like, okay, there is a need still. You know, it's still something that people still want. And he even suggested... I remember Brother Wang talked about he sometimes when he's going to go out on outreach or he's looking for a new route, he'll look up the statistics for the area like mm. what languages do people speak and what's i don't know i don't know exactly what he looks into but i remember him saying that and brother terry was like you know what if we look up the top five languages around here and try to figure out how to have That's cool. i know the top two <laughs> english and spanish <laughs> those are pretty prominent <laughs> but i thought that was such a cool idea if somebody opens and they speak mandarin like can i like i don't want to be like here, point at service times, right. like, good luck, I'll okay. pray for you, bye. Like, it's <laughs> so cool to be able to open a door, and even if it's broken, I've noticed, even if your Spanish is broken, if you say, like, hey, in Spanish, of course, hey, <laughs> my name is blah, 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 I don't speak a lot of Spanish, but these are our service times, we would love to have you, yeah. just being able to speak it in broken Spanish, being able to, like, try to connect with them, sometimes they'll try to speak to you in broken English, because they yeah. just appreciate that. Mm. So we may not have a, a year of our lives to invest in learning a foreign language. Yes. Uh, even though it'd be incredible to speak Spanish, like you said, given our, our area and the uh, prominence of, of Spanish speakers. But I do have 15 minutes to watch a video. Mm-hmm. And then I have every Saturday on Outreach to practice it because mm-hmm. every other door is probably going to be a Spanish speaker. Yeah. And yes, they have kids usually that speak English. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to rely on that. And I definitely don't want it to be that the look of I'm trying to talk to the kid when the parent's standing right there. I want Mm -hmm. to talk to the parent. And so before you've done this, I have 
It's so bad. It's so bad. But I have my own version of an introduction with Spanish. I ain't give it. I ain't doing it in front of you. you, you <laughs> I already know it. I've heard you do it. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> um, basically, I say my Spanish is really bad. But you know, we were from uh, in the Lighthouse Sunday School, and we would love to have you. There's a lot of excitement. I mean, I'm, I'm making up. I'm bringing these words. I'm so uncomfortable. Like. Uh, balloons um, and then I kind of run out uh, <laughs> and then they say stuff back and that's where the conversation ends because I don't know what they're saying I'm, so, I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry my Spanish is bad um, and we've had people come on that bad of a connection because I was able to at least reach out I love that I mean it's how so many true. times have we had someone in Spanish that knows Spanish and doesn't really know English but they, they speak to us in the, in the English that they know mm-hmm. we don't look down on that exactly at exactly. all and, and I, I'm, I'm all excited I feel like they're always judging me right <laughs> like yeah, yeah. every time I speak Spanish like they're giving me a, a report card like oh man that was a D minus yeah. that was awful <laughs> and I don't I don't think that's how, how no, we're actually received all. so mm-hmm. anyway I love that that's so good that's I'm so excited. good anything to add to that Bree Sarah I think that's great, though, too, especially um, for the few of us that are able to go out on outreach and speak Spanish. Like it's like we just hone in on those people, and we're mm-hmm. like, we know all the doors that you need to come knock now. <laughs> we like show them around, like, oh, this person, this person, this person. Yeah. So it'd be good to just for basic phrasing. Um, mm-hmm. to help us get out of our comfort zone too, because I feel like we can get stuck in a, a routine on outreach as well. Um, so when we do face those situations, we're not just like, oh yeah, like you said, here's a card, bye. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so we've seen that happen. Mm-hmm. And we definitely don't want to get in the in the trap of avoiding doors because we yes. know that door I can't communicate with. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there was a there was a place in Rialto, and it was the end of this cul-de-sac, and it was. I, it wasn't just every other door. It felt like it was every door. This whole section was nothing but, but fluent Spanish speakers. They didn't speak English at all. And whether it was true or not, it, it seemed like they were they were pretty clannish. Like like if you didn't know somebody there, they're not going to talk to you. They mm-hmm. they don't. Mm-hmm. They're not going to open up to you. And so we had a, just a terrible time making connections. Especially because I didn't speak English. But the breakthrough came is when we had someone that did speak Spanish from the church. They were not connected with bus ministry, and we just begged them to come. Can you just come and and just talk to this area with us? Mm-hmm. I'll just stand there and make balloons and smile, and, and <laughs> you introduce yourself. With your hamburger hat. Yes. And, and it, I'm telling you, the connection was made, and I'd like to say that you know the whole neighborhood came. They they didn't, but but we made an, an entrance, and we finally broke through, and we were able to make a a, a connection with with those families. So mm-hmm. even if you can't make it with just your 15 minute video can you bring someone from your church can mm-hmm. you can you do something to break that barrier instead of just saying oh well i don't speak their language mm-hmm. yeah of course we can there's always stuff we can do can you talk google translate into your phone i've yes. seen people do that and yes it's awkward and and slow but can we talk to them can we communicate is mm-hmm. there anything that we can do and of course there is and i love what you've done that is that's i'm great. excited about that's it super cool Super cool. Now we've all read into that. So, uh, brother, brother James, they live in San Jose, so they do have a lot of um, more cultures uh, that they that they frequently encounter. And of course, we have it here as well, but it's mainly Spanish and English here. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so we've had a fun week last the last week. Yeah. Um, I guess it's been last week and a half has been pretty eventful between mm-hmm. the tail end of VBS, the vacation Bible school service. And then we had, instead of regular Sunday school, we had a uh, Holy Ghost service with, with Brother Howard. And we're going to cover that in a bit. But before we do, I want to cover one more topic. Hmm. And that is the, the question that we get probably more than any other whenever it comes to like a Sunday school seminar. And that is discipline in the classroom. What do you do when you encounter that kid? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. The kid that doesn't listen. The kid that won't respond to anything you try. Um, or it just feels like, what do you do when your class always feels chaotic? Like mm-hmm. you cannot effectively teach because there's just chaos in the classroom. Mm-hmm. What do we do? So let's just discuss it. You know, we don't, we don't, I mean, I have some, some notes here, but let's just go through it and what worked for, for us, for, for you, Bree, Sarah, Liz, myself, and uh, what didn't, because I've, I've, I've messed up more times than I'm happy with. So um, how about you? Oh, no. Let me preface this for those that don't remember. Sister Liz is in the toddler class, which mm-hmm. is the two to four year olds. Yes. So they deal with with uh, 
different behavioral problems than, than we will. At least I, I hope so <laughs> in the five to 11 year old class. And you also would address those behavioral problems differently than we would. Yeah. So maybe we should start there. Start with the, the younger class. Okay. First of all, what are some things that you deal with? Well, and then how do you address it them? made me laugh. I think it was the one with you and Brother Lee talking about how you, you, you talked to pastor and you said, like, just imagine giving that sermon in front of a bunch of drunk people. <laughs> and that's our class. And I was like, oh, yes, I can relate 100% because our toddlers For, for are those like... who didn't catch that episode, there was a, a uh, magician for children and he yes. said kids act like drunks in the yes. fact that they are completely unpredictable. They could do anything at any moment. They might rush to stage. They might throw something. Mm-hmm. Who knows? And that's like drunk people. So what she's saying is imagine, you know, I was telling my, my brother who's the pastor, is imagine if you were preaching to a, a sanctuary full of drunk people. Well, that's what we deal with every Sunday morning. So uh, just just trying to give them a little insight. So you're with the two to four year old. It's like dealing with some seriously drunk people. <laughs> like, <laughs> like many drunk people on steroids. Yes, it is. It's a lot. Um, you know, it. It's a beautiful thing, though, these children. We, I do love being with them. Um, so we do a lot of positive reinforcement in the toddler classroom. Um, I know that in your guys' class, we have the good behavior game mm-hmm. at the end of the class. Our kids cannot sit and be good until they get to play a game at the end and hopefully get a prize. Mm-hmm. Our kids need um, instant gratification. Uh, so we'll do things like gummy bears and sister Lozano is so, so, so good at being able to come up with different ideas. So if there's a child that's being very, very good, like, let's say we're doing a song and one of them is standing, doing the motion, singing along, and all 13 of the other ones are on the floor rolling around pulling each other's hair we would say something like wow avery you're doing such a great job participating with the songs i'm so proud of you here's a gummy bear and so quickly 13 children rolling on the floor will stand up and start doing father abraham to get a gummy bear i would too A lot of positive reinforcement but she also you know that that same concept though works in our class as well the five Mm -hmm. to eleven year olds we probably wouldn't use a gummy bear. They probably need a little more than that. <laughs> um, gummy bears. But, but if you have someone that's especially standing out, you know, call them out. Mm-hmm. Hey, thank you for seeing it. You, you did a great yes, job. Yes. And then give them, like you said, something right then mm-hmm. in hand that's theirs. Mm-hmm. And the rest do perk up. You know, yes. we may not have that 13 kids instantly snap to attention, but mm-hmm. we definitely will see a change in behavior. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry. I didn't mean to No, no, it. that's a really good point. I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but she also does do uh, something with stickers. So she has these little circle stickers. She'll put it on their shirts as they come in. And she'll tell them, if you are listening to your teacher, participating in class, doing a great job, you're going to go ahead and keep your sticker all day. And then in the end, you're going to get a whole big candy. Mm-hmm. And so nice. the kids get really excited about a licorice. They get really excited. Can I join you? And so, <laughs> so if they're doing good, they're being good, that's awesome. We, you know, they get to keep their sticker and we tell them like, oh, your sticker looks so nice. I'm so glad you're being so good and keeping your sticker. And if they happen to misbehave or bite another child or grab a Lego. <laughs> Thank God we don't deal head. with that as much in our <laughs> The biting of the children. <laughs> if something like that happens, we do say like, oh, no blank was being so you know that that's not appropriate we don't hurt our friends i'm gonna have to go ahead and take your sticker and that makes me so sad but i do hope that we can listen to our teacher and we can earn our sticker back sometimes that works oh they can earn a sticker they can earn their sticker back if they're being very good Mm. um Mm. But you know, a lot of times they don't earn it back. So, <laughs> so just pray for us. That down, <laughs> downhill slide is steep and slippery. <laughs> but um, and then so as for keeping the class, um, and and again, I'm, I'm that that concept works for adults, uh, not adults, but but our classroom as well. I've heard about using clothes clothespins. You know, they'll put oh. a clothespin on them and pull it off. Stickers. You know, the mm-hmm. same thing. 
um, where if you have it to the end of class, you get something something special. So I really like that. We we don't implement that though. Yeah, I've never seen them do it. Um, I have it in some some obscure archive notes that I, <laughs> that I have, but I, but I just we haven't done it. So it's worth a shot. But I like part of it was like. The pain of like taking that clothespin yeah. and seeing that kid just like droop like makes me so sad. But I like the idea but that they can earn work. it back. Yeah. It does work. No, oh, no. It, oh, you, they didn't have the chance to earn it back in your class. No, that oh, wasn't. Okay. That wasn't in the notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they weren't as compassionate. Maybe rough times, rough times. I say they. I really I read it in the book somewhere. Uh, <laughs> well, our children, um, you know, we extend mercy and grace and whatnot. I like that. Uh, <laughs> All right, guys. That's the good behavior. Remember that all class good behavior you oh, can do? That's Maybe true. we can implement that next time. That'd okay. be pretty cool. Keep it in mind. Mm-hmm. And since they're so small to kind of keep we're all them. We're all hoping that's going to be our slot next time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll provide stickers. I have a lot. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. Um, our class size is growing, though. We had about seven, and now we're averaging about 12, 13. That's awesome. So it's so beautiful, but having 13 toddlers can become a lot. Mm. And so um, this, ne- this next Sunday is family day, but the Sunday after, I'm going to be doing the lesson, and I'm going to be doing it on joy. So my plan is to <laughs> My plan is to divide everything up. In our class, we do about seven minutes. Well, in your guys' class, sorry. In your class, you do about seven, eight minutes mm-hmm. per slot. Um, I'm going to try to do something similar, condense it down to about two, three minutes per thing. So I plan on splitting our class up, um, doing a song mm-hmm. to get energy out, um, doing a mini object lesson, and then doing um, a game where they're going to be spreading joy. So everybody's going to have a little thing of stickers. That's cute. And it's basically tagged with stickers. Love and it. then a bigger object lesson that I found on um, Abbas- on Brother Philip's website. <laughs> <laughs> That's mine. It's just so long, I forgot. Um, <laughs> but it, you'll be happy. I went there. Because I thought it was going to be for this past Sunday. I went there Sunday night, the Sunday prior that I... What? You know so what I'm saying. So the week before. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I listened to Beating your to your thing about how people changed from like 9 to 8. And I was like, not to yeah. high. So, <laughs> yeah. So the one that you do with the... Um, I think it's about joy. Uh, you have different cylinders like sciencey stuff and this there's the water yeah and dry oh, okay. ass and then you make bubbles yeah those oh are, that's those gonna are be cool. a hit with my toddlers i can see that so i'm gonna divide it up and just do a bunch of things but like three minutes each and cool. i'll let you guys know how that goes mm. but awesome i think that'll really help a lot mm. uh brother ken baglin is like the the godfather of children's ministry he's he's just he, he's an icon uh, and he wrote uh, like a, a book on Sunday school. And one of the things he wrote, he said, discipline in a classroom or uh, if you have kids that are not behaving properly, the first thing you need to look at is your teaching mm. is first of all, is you can't be boring. Yeah. I mean, we reflect a lot on what I'm doing. Well, I wasn't reflected to talk no, about yeah, you or your class. Um, but but his, his statement was, is, is it could most likely it's that you don't have them entertained or, or you don't have their attention. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't have them captivated. And so mm-hmm. they are looking for an outlet. And yeah. so discipline starts with a boring class. Uh, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you got to pick your game up it's, a little bit. Yeah. And they're so little. Like... Your, our, I keep saying our class, but your guys' class, I guess. Super well, we class. We're kind of all in this together. <laughs> but yeah, that, you know, seven minutes, it's a good time for them. And I tried bringing that here, but it's it's just, it has to be shorter. Mm-hmm. And sure. so I, I need to do like four lessons. And well, two they do say that okay. kids have the attention span roughly one minute per year of their age. So, yeah, so minor. Well, two to four year olds, you might have two to four minutes, mm-hmm. maybe. And then mm-hmm. they're going to tap out on you. We yeah. got five to 11 year olds, so we got to edge on the lower end of that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, if you're doing any one thing for five minutes, you know, we have eight minute segments, mm-hmm. but if you talk for eight minutes, they're done. Oh, they're yeah. Done. yeah. You've lost them. Like minute four, yeah. like So, in your yeah. eight minute thing, we're still breaking that up. You talk, you do an object lesson, then you mm-hmm. talk again. 
and you can't do anything for more than eight minutes. If yeah. we if we sang a song that was eight minutes long, you'd lose them. Yes, like, that's it, true. That you mm-hmm. just can't you nah, can't nah, keep nah, their nah. attention. I mm-hmm. remember when I volunteered for like a Sunday that um for the toddlers. Oh my word, it's so different it's because like I'm used different. to kids like paying attention to us mm-hmm. because they do. But then when the toddlers are just like everywhere running around, and I'm like, oh my word, just sit down, sit down, <laughs> sit and <laughs> <Calm> listen. <laughs> it is very different. It's so definitely. different. Yeah, your expectations of a successful class really are different depending on your age group. Sometimes, if like we've said this with the younger ones, if they can get one key concept mm-hmm. home and explain to their parents that I learned this, if they can mm-hmm. repeat a sentence, you've almost had a successful Sunday. Yes. With the five to eleven year olds, I'm hoping they get home with more than a sentence. But you know, again, you just you adjust your expectations for the age group. If pastor was preaching <laughs> and the adults went home with one sentence you know that's not <laughs> probably the ideal sunday right um so you adjust your expectations for your for your age group mm-hmm. um so stuff that we've tried that, that does work is in the middle of a chaotic class so you have kids that are like when they rush just, the stage yeah, well yeah they're just not paying attention I, i'm not talking about like their their behaviors in mass just chaotic mm-hmm. but it's just that rustle that buzz that that hissing just you can't think all you hear is kids fidgeting and talking to each other and they're not nobody's paying attention is sometimes the simplest thing to do is what they do in public schools if you can hear me clap once mm-hmm. if you can hear me clap twice if you can hear me stomp your feet if you can just anything to mix up the the uh the the norm just to break that that the buzz yeah. and it, it really does work it snaps mm-hmm. them kind of to attention yeah um, I've been to a church that said give me a short yell that was their thing and Ooh. the kids and they give me a long yell yeah I know it's weird but everybody has their own thing right there was one that blew a whistle and when they blew the whistle everybody did something goofy I can't remember what it was but they all had just a thing that when that happened that meant okay snap to attention so. Uh, that's something that works. Um, Bring a whistle next week. <laughs> anything. As long as the kids know what it means. You know, you, oh, you yeah, kind of, well, you break it to them. Okay, when you hear this, everybody jump up and say hallelujah. Every time you, okay. every time you, you hear that whistle, mm-hmm. um, you're not going to have 100% cooperation, but it'll, be, it'll definitely uh, catch their attention when everybody around them yeah. leaves their feet and starts yelling. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, class uh, for classroom behavior. Seat yourselves among the kids. Um, don't mm-hmm. uh, say you have a classroom with with ten teachers like we do. Um, them standing around the room or at the back of the room where the kids can't even see them is not effective. Mm-hmm. It takes a while to reach the kid that's acting silly, right? Yes, so you have a kid in the middle, true. and now you got to be a visual uh, barrier, almost. barrier, but, but, but a, a distraction. You're the mm. distraction. Now you're a walking adult. You're, you're however tall you are blocking view, going down there, putting your finger in their face and then going back to the back of the room. Well, all you had to do was sit somewhere where you could reach him with your voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and then nobody even knows that you did anything. Mm-hmm. So that's why we tell our teachers to scatter around. Now, the first time I tried this, I was really bad at it because <laughs> I'm not a small guy. And so I would block the kids behind me. I, I was like, cool, I'm going to sit right in the middle of them. And the kids behind me were furious because they got couldn't see. <laughs> so they're like, yeah, get out of my way. So I finally, okay, I, I'm always going to sit on the edge. Yeah. And, and yeah. as much as I would like to sit in the middle, it just unless I slump you know, all the way down, it just doesn't work. So uh, that's what I try to do. I try to sit always. I try not to stand even though I catch myself doing it a lot. And I try to sit on the edge somewhere in the middle where I can reach, you mm-hmm. know, where we can kind of quiet uh, those around us. Now, if you're next up and you, you're preparing something, that's that's different. Mm-hmm. But if everybody's just standing at the back, it's not effective. Um, it's best to assign sections to every worker. Now, again, this isn't stuff that we necessarily apply, but this is stuff that, that we used to, like, okay, Sarah, you got the middle section and that's your baby. If someone else is fighting on the right-hand side, that's not your section. Concentrate on the middle one. That's a good idea. We had it mapped out. Like, we had yeah. every section mapped. And, and, okay, you have girl section one. That mm-hmm. That's your baby oh. today. Um, and, and going through these notes reminds me of stuff that we've done and kind of let slip. So mm-hmm. that's really That'd be not good, a bad though, idea. To come, yeah, mm-hmm. bring that one back. Yeah, so you got like that. The girls back, mm-hmm. you know, you got the girls front. I got the, the boys back section. You got the boys front section. Yes. And if you do something like that and you assign it, I hey, feel like we could put that on. Oh, I wouldn't say 
I snapped my fingers because I just like thought I can put it on the schedule. I can yes. put it on the Sunday and schedule. It yeah. will really um, make make it so that not a lot of the helpers are congregating in the back because everyone's going to know. Oh, I have this section. Let me be yep. here in this area. Yeah. Mm. I am going to put a note of something that I need to do. That is such a good idea. Wow. Your notes are so good. (laughs) My notes are better than I am. (laughs) Okay. That would also Um, help the good behavior game, too, because, like, you could be like, oh, can you pick someone from your section? That's a good one. We're giving ourselves ideas. So everybody out there listening, yes, we are as close as we sound. Like, we're we're giving ourselves really good ideas. Uh, uh, But... uh, when you are correcting, when classroom discipline does, <laughs> Liz is having a conniption over here. Uh, but w- when you are disciplining a child, which which happens every Sunday, is be as unobtrusive as possible. Yeah. Now that's what I mentioned when you're walking across. So start. Um, I guess I guess it's like an escalation of force thing. You know, start with the really really the lowest common just a whisper. Hey, stop. And sometimes it works. It doesn't work for everybody. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's, uh, hey, hey, you know, you know, raise your voice a little bit. And then you got to sit right next to them. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, come on, you can't act like this. Then it's, hey, we got to get out. Take mm-hmm. them to the back of the room. We're going to have a talk. Now, when you bring them back in, don't sit them back in the same seat. Sit them at the back of the room because now... Distraction. <laughs> you, yeah, they're, they're mm-hmm. a distraction. <laughs> they want to... Typically... They're acting up because they want attention anyway. Mm -hmm. So walking them all the way back to their seat, especially if they're in the middle or front, you know, everybody gets to watch them. So sit them at the back. Um, And then the last thing is take them out of class completely for the rest of the class and then have a talk with them about what's going on. Sometimes it really is stuff that they're dealing with that day that a good talk will help them with. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's, we got to talk to your parents. Now, some parents don't care. You know, that, mm-hmm. that conversation won't get you anywhere. But there's a lot of parents that genuinely do care, even of rough kids. Maybe it's a grandma. Some of these kids don't talk to my grandma, like, because she'll kill me. You know, do not. <laughs> I've had that, like, a kid that doesn't care about anything I say. And I'll say, all right, man, we, we got to go talk to grandma. I'm telling you, it was like, please, I'll do anything. Don't talk to her. <laughs> and so, you know, it just... That's the conversation you have to have sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't start there. We don't start no, by yeah. talking to grandma. <laughs> yeah. That's where we end up. And sometimes it's come to the place where the child is so disrespectful, where there is absolutely no... Uh, you, you can't even make common ground with them. Like there, there, was, there was a boy more recently that I'm happy with where I tried everything and he, ref- he wouldn't listen. Nothing I said. And, and if I would just... Hey, hey, can you keep it down? And he'd yell, you know, in class, I'm not doing anything. It's not, and you're like, oh my goodness, this just made it worse. And then finally, I'm like, hey, let's go out of class. And he's like, no. And he made a big point where you can't make me leave this class. Mm -hmm. And that's where I was like, okay, you're such a distraction that this cannot continue to happen. Mm -hmm. And so he's not coming for a while. So, um, but it didn't start there. This is after months of dealing with this. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we've had kids that we say can never come back. And that was a, that, trust me, it took years to get to that point. Yeah. But it, it, it's got there. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, escalation of force. Don't start where you want to end up. Mm-hmm. Uh, want to end up. None of us want to end up there. Mm-hmm. Don't start where it has to end up. Okay. There you go. Um, the active teacher shouldn't address the problem. It should always be somebody else in the room, right? Mm-hmm. Not the person teaching. Support team. Yes. That's why the others are there. Um I, I, I hate seeing that, like when there's there's constant interruptions in the class, and the person talking is the one that has to deal with it after they've waited and waited and nobody's done anything because they're at the back of the room talking to each other and you're like, deal with the problem. Yeah, but they don't. <laughs> one so. time I was just so like in awe of the lesson and I was just listening, <laughs> and then I was, and then the teacher addressed the kid crying i was like oh like maybe i should since i'm not teaching maybe i should that happens a lot take care of this toddler yeah i'm like wow (laughs) oh i'm the teacher (laughs) right like i think the teachers are more enthralled with the lessons (laughs) that's a good point i mean that's that's i think it's the giggling in the back of the room talking to to each other Uh, that that i've caught myself doing right i've been Mm -hmm. talking to other people and realized what am i doing mm-hmm. I'm, I'm 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 being a distraction i'm not only uh keeping the distractions down 
Um, never embarrass a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, don't belittle them in class. If you can avoid calling them out in class publicly where everyone can hear it, avoid it. Uh, unobtrusive as possible. Use the kid's name when you talk to them. Be warm and friendly. Mm-hmm. Don't be harsh. Um, uh, let's see. A soft answer turneth away wrath. Grievous words stir up anger. Proverbs 15 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Even if you're really ticked off, which I've been a lot, mm-hmm. you you know it doesn't do any good. Yeah. They, they they hear that all the time. It doesn't it's doesn't true. affect them. You know. Very true. What what are you going to do that someone hasn't already said to me? So, mm-hmm. uh, let's see. And the last thing is usually it's two that cause a distraction, not just one child. Mm-hmm. So it's it's when the two kids pair up, mm-hmm. when they sit together, that's when the problems start almost all the time. And if they separate the problem. Nine times out of ten, it's going to at least be reduced by by a big percentage. So yeah. uh, if you have two kids that are really acting up, separate them. Um, worst case, worst case, worst case is find someone they respect. Maybe their bus captain. Maybe someone that goes on their bus. Um, and, and have them sit next to them. The whole class. And if they won't listen to them, they're not going to listen to you. So yeah. um, try that. Um, that. That's what happened with that boy. I, I told him, I said, if you want to sit next to him all class long, that's the only way he can come. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the last thing is, uh, that was all bus riders. But of course, we have church kids that act just as dingy. Mm-hmm. And my patience is a lot less with church kids. Um, I, I, I typically... We'll give them a few, you know, I'll do the same thing at the escalation thing. But after a couple of tries, it's like, hey, you're out. Go to, go to your parents. Mm-hmm. Because I know most parents, that'll only happen once. Mm-hmm. And it'll never happen again if they're if they're a decent parent. And the next time, all you got to do is tell them, do you want to go see your parents again? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, I will, I will sit on the front row and be a good boy. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I think we've covered a lot of ground with that. Mm-hmm. Um no. Well, I just I I've heard you guys say this before, but I just want to like reiterate when we have the best kids, a lot like how you said, a lot of it can be because they had a bad day or because they needed like extra attention. It really, really, really helps if you sit with them at breakfast mm-hmm. and you, or even like on the bus ride from the minute you know you're they're in your possession. Yeah, that sounded weird. But. No, I do. <laughs> but you know, talking to them can do a lot if you're able to talk to them and well you mentioned breakfast too Mm -hmm. and breakfast uh, itself makes a big difference that's Mm -hmm. true um for those churches that don't serve breakfast to your bus riders i I highly suggest it um not just because it's a really nice thing to do but it really does help with behavior sometimes these kids really do act up because they're hungry Mm -hmm. and so just giving them some food will make a big difference doesn't have to be fancy our breakfasts aren't they're not Sometimes gourmet, it's cereal, donuts, yeah. like pancakes, something. tater tots. We do a lot of tater tots. Yeah. But the kids love them. Yeah. And it yeah. fills them up. That's, <laughs> and that's what it's all about. So, mm-hmm. um, anything else on, on classroom discipline? We've been going about 37 minutes, which is not bad at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really want to talk about the Holy Ghost service because that was awesome. Yes. So, we mentioned this before, but there is such a a unique thing that happens when you change the the classroom setting and the classroom tempo and the classroom, um, well, everything really. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get kids there with the promise of fun, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's how you get kids. That's the currency they deal in. That's the money that kids, you know, I, I will pay you in fun if you come to Sunday school. I that's pay mine in pizza. That's the way it works. <laughs> that you, that's the that's the the. That's that's how what they understand. Mm-hmm, yeah. So if you promise them a really good Bible lesson, they will yawn. If you promise them that you will leave with 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 uh, you know spiritual blessings, they will probably just nod at you and say, "Wow, you're a weirdo." <laughs> um, but if you promise them jumpers and mm-hmm. breakfast and balloons and object lessons and all this stuff, all of a sudden, okay, you promised something that I can wrap my head around. I got mm-hmm. it. This well, again, I'm talking about people on outreach. Okay. People that don't have an experience already with with God, mm. um, so we promise them fun. We better deliver. Mm-hmm. So when they show up, we have to deliver on that promise. Yeah. If you don't, you try to bait and switch. You're in trouble. You can maybe do that once, and that kid will never trust you again. Mm-hmm. Right? We had a kid that that we said there was going to be jumpers, and that Sunday there wasn't jumpers. <laughs> he has never came back because he oh. said we lied to him. Oh, no. And I've I've told him. 
so many times, dude, that was one Sunday. Like, yeah. yes, we have jumpers. I promise we put them up all the time. He said, well, I went and there were no jumpers. Aww. I'm like, well, I wish you had said something. I would have pulled them out myself, you yeah. know. Aww. But uh, so that's the deal. You can't, you can't lie to these kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the whole reason I'm bringing that up is it's fun, 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 fun. But we teach doctrine. We have an altar call. We pray with these kids. But once every two months or so, once every eight weeks, we do a Holy Ghost service, and that's mm-hmm. what we did this last Sunday. And it's a completely different change of pace. Mm-hmm. We don't try to make it super fun. I mean, yeah, we do have the intros, and we do, we will explain what we did. But it's just raw preaching. Mm-hmm. Brother Howard didn't try so, to do object lessons. He didn't try to do mm-hmm. skits. He didn't try to do games. But because it was such a change of pace, that's why it's so effective. Yes. And these kids responded. Mm-hmm. It was so awesome. So uh, I don't want to drag out the results because this is so exciting. We had, what, three kids get the Holy Ghost? Was it three? Two bus kids, uh, a church, uh, someone that came with their parents, uh, one oh, yes. on our bus, Sinai yes. got the Holy Ghost. Oh, it was so cool. Um, and then we had uh, Kimberly Davis from, from your bus. Yeah. Kimberly oh, got the Holy Ghost. so sweet. I was like, oh. And so I thought happy. she already had it, but I thought she so didn't. too. She but I, I guess not. Her sisters did, but they yep. prayed back through that day too. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Uh, oh my goodness. You're, those girls, Kirsten and Carly. Mm-hmm. I'm. Every church has those kids that just like you connect with, right? And, yeah. and you just everybody falls in love with them. Mm-hmm. My, my 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 mom my mom is always asking about those girls. Like, oh, how really? are they doing? Is there anything I can do for them? Like, she just loves them. And then, uh, like, we brought them to junior camp with us. They both got the Holy Ghost at junior camp. Uh, Charles, her brother, didn't get the Holy Ghost, but he, he uh, came to junior camp. Uh, they came for a couple of years, probably. That's, yeah. And then we lost t- contact with them completely. That's what I heard. Oh. What was that, a year and a half? I, they, because come? I've heard about this family, but, like, since I'm still kind of newish to the route, like, I haven't been on for very long, but I heard about this family, and, like, we were trying to reach... A different door in the area that they lived in but we would always knock and no one answers so like oh maybe they moved and stuff because it's been such a long time and just like these past like I think two three weeks we were finally able to like get the door open and sister my <sighs> one of our um, workers and stuff were, like able to talk to them because they like recognize each other and stuff and so like they've been coming like the past that two is weeks so, awesome. so good. I'll never forget I think it was two Sundays ago I turn around and I see them and I know who it is but they're like a foot taller <laughs> they're they're older. I just I but I knew that was them. I'm like, oh my god! I was so pumped to see oh. them. So excited. And then the next week, they're in the altars mm-hmm. praying, prayed back through to the Holy Ghost. So it's just good. so absolutely phenomenal. Oh, I love that. So uh, there were kids praying all over the place. Uh, I don't know, probably 40, 50 kids in the altar that were praying. Mm-hmm. You so you want to pray with them all at the same time? Yeah. Um, but I really think a lot of it is the change of pace. I really do. Yeah. That if you did that every Sunday, it wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. You couldn't have a Holy Ghost service every Sunday and it'd be effective. But doing it, you know, every six weeks, every eight weeks really works. It's almost like their like senses are heightened because like everything's like new and they're like tr- like anticipating like what's yes. happening next. So yeah, they're I more can see like that. awake and sensitive to it. Yep. Absolutely. So uh, we do the fun stuff every week, so they'll come, and then they show up on that eighth Sunday, and and the Holy Ghost gives them a roundhouse punch, and they yeah. boom, the Holy Ghost. Oh, it's so exciting! It's so cool. <laughs> so, good. Uh, so if you guys aren't doing something like that in your Sunday school, I'm not talking to our group here. If you're listening to this podcast and you don't do something like a Holy Ghost service, which is where we get all of our classes from toddlers, and we had two year olds, all the way up to thirty year olds in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all the way up to college and career, mm-hmm. and uh, everybody was in one one area. And we'll go through what we did. Uh, but And then we just have raw church, and it, and it works. It really mm-hmm. does. So we did start it off with a pre-class activity. This was not sophisticated. It was, <laughs> it was not uh, highbrow, nor was it very spiritual. They had a cotton ball blowing contest. Uh, <laughs> like a race? A race. Yeah. 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 So explain that a little bit. What, what did they do, Sarah? Uh, they So Sister Sarah Booker put tape on the floor, like the start and finish line, and then gave them a little like straw that had like a bendy end. And then they like blew the cotton ball. They put on the blue tape to start and they blew it all the way to the end. And, like, what? The 10 past. feet maybe? Yeah. yeah. Not that, that much, but like the fastest <laughs> one. And the kids were so excited. They were like, I won, I won. <laughs> <laughs> it was so cute. 
idea. It's the best. So the idea there was that it's an icebreaker. So as the kids trickle in, there's something going on. So yeah. it's not just dead air, not just mm-hmm. standing around looking at each other. Yeah. So they did uh, six winners or something like that. And then they had a couple playoffs. And yeah. it, it was silly and goofy. So again, we, we had service, but we did some preliminaries that, that kind of, you know, I didn't want them to walk in and feel like they were at a funeral. You know, like, right. like. Not that church feels like a funeral, but maybe to a kid that's never experienced it, it might. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, yeah. And so we wanted just to, to ease into it. So that's what we started with. Mm-hmm. And then um, I did the rules. Um, very simple rules. I think we did like three rules. We basically, pay attention and pray with us when we're done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, that's <true>. Birthdays. <laughs> I was giving examples. <laughs> And then we did uh, gave away some Bibles to all our, all of our visitors as yes. we do, mm-hmm. and then we did an action song. But this time we use live music, which I wish we could do every Sunday. We also did best, best writer. Well, that's next. Oh yeah, that's Sorry. next. Was that another order? My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I was excited. No, so we did the song. Which song? What was the first one we did? Uh, uh, Deep Cries. Okay, Deep Cries. Okay, I was like the, the, the whales. <laughs> <laughs> sure enough. Yeah. That's a really good song. If it you guys is. don't My sing kids that. have been singing it all week. Stirring up deep, deep wells. And then you, you got to do all the actions. <laughs> um, and so we have from two year olds to college and career, which is that, you know, the 20 up to 30 year olds, I think. Mm-hmm. And if you can get a 30 year old to do an action song mm-hmm. when that's not their thing, then you are much better people than we. Like, <laughs> we can't get them to even, like, like, they're so worried about what the person next to them thinks about them. Yeah. Like, that's the last... They are not going to <laughs> even attempt to do something that might look silly. So, uh, yeah, good luck on that. But we had all the, the younger ones But, like, involved. if you get, like, a... like Let's say, like, a lot of that is, like, the youth classes act like that, too. Like, they're like, oh, I'm too cool for this. But if you get someone that they know that's a friend... Mm-hmm. do something they'll do it they're like oh they do it so i'll do it and yeah. that seems to help yeah mm-hmm. and i can totally see that um then we did the awards so yes. so we did a couple of attendance awards so uh we used the trawler app by brother james wang and speaking of i don't know if you guys know brother james wang is uh he has covid and he's in the hospital right now so <laughs> you guys pray for him right now he's he's okay he's going doing good but he did have pneumonia from it Oh, um, so, guys, if you're out there and listening to this, pray for Brother James. Uh, he's he's not out of the woods yet, but he's 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 doing. He's I doing have no okay. idea. Wow. Yeah, it just kind of snuck up on him. Oh, um, but we use mm-hmm. his trawler app that he wrote uh, to help us do attendance. And if you want info on that, Brother James Wayne from San Jose, I can give you his uh, info if you email us at info at apostolicsundayschool.com. Um, but we were able to do consecutive Sundays. So who had the most, the best attendance since January 1st, uh, for our church kids. And then I think I did it May. When did we start our best ministry back up after COVID? I don't know. Whenever it you was. You didn't tell us the, the, I didn't dates, announce but, it, but, but yeah. yeah. I, so I basically did the first date that the best ministry started full blast, mm. uh, till now. Mm-hmm. So we did attendance awards, the top five in each, um, like three of those five were my. I my saw that, kids. and you know what and I think I was that so meant? Happy. Not just that they had good attendance. I think it meant that you kept really good attendance, because some of those buses, they probably would have had kids on that, but they don't keep their attendance very good. <laughs> like there's Sundays that they don't do attendance. <laughs> so yeah, so you're they're kind of like hurting their own kids when Aww. they don't do that. That kind well, of stinks. Then my kids got all the prizes. Thank you. <laughs> Whatever happened, it worked. It worked. We but those kids have been—they have come. We had very, one on our very, bus very too. Consistently, yeah. Shania, she comes every oh, Sunday. I love Shania. And of course, she wasn't there this Sunday, right? Oh. When she won the attendance award, Sanaya was there, oh. but not Shania. Oh. We have we have both. Okay, never mind. Oh. Yeah. Um, and then we had the bus rider awards. So we had bus rider of the month mm-hmm. from every single route, and the captains picked. A bus rider. I don't know how you did that because that's tough. It was hard. It's tough. We did not um, do that successfully. We did do. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. But they're twins, so how do you pick one twin? That, that <laughs> they both come weird. and bring their Bibles at the same time. <laughs> so if anyone could split a gift card, they can, and we give them uh, ten dollars gift cards to Walmart. <laughs> Um, so we had seven best writers of the, of the month, and then we mm-hmm. had uh, each class pick a student of the month as well. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. that was that was cool. Something we hadn't done before. Um, and then we had another worship song, and this one was much more serious. This one was Glorious, glorious Day. day. Um, 
Yeah. And I ran out of that crate. Mm-hmm. That that always gets gets. I don't know. It's it's. I love that part. Upbeating. I just want to like jump up and down at that. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm just a freak. Um, and then <laughs> and then we just had Brother Howard preach. Yes. And I. There's something so unique about Holy Ghost services. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like if you would pick a topic that would be most, I, and and I I am I'm, I'm being super careful. How I'm saying this. Like I would not have given him that topic in my top 100. Yes. Because he preached about heaven and hell. Yeah. I mean, he was not pulling punches. He was absolutely just firing down the line. Mm-hmm. But it's what God wanted him to preach. Yeah. But he did it in such a good way that the kids would understand. He did. Too. And it was it was so good and it was it was simple, but he didn't dumb it down. Yeah. He just preached. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was effective. Like, mm-hmm. like and we already told you what happened. Kids praying all over, three got the Holy Ghost. Uh, so between the VBS service, which was a week and a half, man, my, my, my dates were all mixed up. Two weeks ago? Was it? Is that right? I don't know. I think so. Whenever it was. <laughs> I think so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think yeah. it's about two weeks. Between that service and this, we've had seven kids get the Holy Ghost. Yeah. yeah so it's so exciting. In two weeks, at both of them in those same type of services. And yes, you can have them get the Holy Ghost in regular class. And, and we do have it happen occasionally. But uh, I think more than anything, if during our regular classrooms, we teach them what to expect, mm-hmm. yeah. what the Holy Ghost is, how you know you get the Holy Ghost, and, and take away the fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. And then we do have an altar call on every single Sunday. So they do feel it. You know, they, they, they know what to expect. And then when they get into that setting... Basically, it's just it's game on. Yeah. You know, th- now they're they're gonna get the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was so so exciting. Um, and that's just kids that got the Holy Ghost for the first time. Yes. There were so many that were like refilled. Oh and, my goodness! There uh, was church kids that I hadn't seen pray in in probably years. I think, uh, and just really, I mean, not just kind of praying, like really praying. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was, it was so awesome. Mm-hmm. So awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kids refilled with the Holy Ghost. Kids filled. Who knows all the, all that was done. Oh, yeah. That was powerful that day. Like, I couldn't it describe awesome. it anywhere else, but it was a very beautiful service. Mm-hmm. What's awesome is uh, I, I was I was kidding, kind of, Brother <laughs> Howard. Oh, because we, we had a, a prayer meeting oh. Saturday night before oh. about uh, the, the service. And so I'm telling you, it was just a really good prayer meeting. It was just, it was, and it, it just was. got better and better. Like the longer we were there, at the end, we're just like, I don't want to go. Oh. Uh, anyway, it was just a really good prayer meeting. And so I actually texted Brother Howard. I said, uh, you might want to make backup plans for, because we have a double session service. So we have Sunday school and then the main service in the sanctuary. I said, you might want to make backup plans for your main service because you might not make it in there. <laughs> and I was kind of kidding. Well, he barely did. I mean, yeah. he got out of there. So service in there starts at 11. He didn't leave till 11.15. <laughs> so he, I think he snuck in there and went straight to the pulpit. But, just walked right up there. Yeah. Anyway, it was, it was really, really, really quite a service. So mm-hmm. anyway, I think we've covered a lot of ground. Is there anything else we want to add to that, Sarah Liz Bree? Mm-hmm. That was pretty much it for me. All yeah. right. Well, thank you guys for joining us, all three of you and everybody out there that was listening. If you guys have any recommendations on what you want us to cover next time, email us at info at apostolicsundayschool.com and we will do our best. Um, until then, I think we're done. All right. We'll see you guys later. God bless. Bye. Bye. Adiós.